This is the Ice Blue Money Podcast with Greg Carter and Danny Bullock. Achieving your dream retirement is a lot like making the big leagues. To achieve your dreams, you need great coaches. Each week, Greg and Danny share insights to help you reach your financial goals and achieve your retirement dreams. Now, the Ice Blue Money Podcast with Greg Carter and Danny Bullock. And welcome into the Ice Blue Money Podcast with Greg Carter and Danny Bullock. I am Bill Seller, and uh, always a pleasure to get together with these guys. And what we do here is we talk about retirement. We talk about getting to retirement. We talk about getting through retirement. What does that look like for you? And doesn't look the same for everybody. There are some basic things that everybody needs to do to get there and start painting that picture of what their retirement looks like. And that's why we get together every week to talk just about that, isn't it, gentlemen? Good to see you. Good to see you yes, again, well. too, Bill. Yeah. Good to see you, Bill. And, uh, You're still with us. You hadn't run off. <laughs> no, no, I'm, uh, I'm still here. <laughs> and, God bless uh, you. I really have nowhere to go. That's the problem. So <laughs> I have that problem, too. So. <laughs> just I mean, keep showing up. Right. You know, at the risk of just saying you guys are like my only friends, but I don't want to. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's all right. It's all right. I understand. But you know what? If that's the case, I'm a lucky guy. Absolutely. So uh, Absolutely. on the last podcast, we started talking about the uh, the eight mistakes that people make in retirement. If you didn't catch that one, please go back and, and listen to the last episode because the first four things on that list are, are dynamite stuff. But I thought we'd just kind of pick up there, fellas, and uh, continue on with uh, some of the common mistakes folks make when they finally get to retirement. So one of the common um, retirement mistakes we see a lot of people make in I know we love our children. Uh, they are the best thing that's ever happened to us, you know, and they're just such a bundle of joy. But we have seen people who will save for college instead of retirement. And I'm not one to say that we should not be looking to fund our children's education, but that at no point should ever come before uh, your retirement plan. And if you have uh, saving for your college, your children's education, above, you know, your retirement planning, then those two things are out, out of order. Actually, and we're going back maybe eight years ago, one of the stories that really jumps into my head is I actually had a lady I was working with and we just decided I wasn't the right fit for her. She had uh, taken some money out of her a retirement account to pay for uh, one of her daughter's weddings. And she was upset that she wasn't able to pay for their college. So she wanted to make sure she covered both of their weddings. And I'm like, well, you don't have enough money in your account to pay for their weddings and then make this money up. And she's like 62 years old. And uh, she had kind of gone back and forth with me about it was, you know, what she wanted to do and it was her money. And I agreed with her and I said, you're, you're absolutely right, but I, I can't, you know, kind of go along with it. Cause I just think it's a bad plan. And we decided that we weren't, um, I wasn't the right fit to be able to work with her to help her achieve her goals. But I think a lot of people have that same type of guilt and maybe because of, you know, uh, just today's climate, we feel that we should be more of a uh, force in our children's lives when it comes to providing them. And I hear this a lot, providing them with the things that I didn't have. And sometimes that rolls into them wanting to put more money away into uh, accounts for college than they do their retirement. And I have no problem with 529 plans. And there are some other ways that we can um, look at saving for college. But at no point would I ever advise anybody to do that if they don't have their retirement plan set up, because your children are going to go off and go to college. You know, you're still going to have to retire. And are they going to take care of you with the degree that they have once they graduate from college? You know, how do we balance those things out? And that, that's one of the biggest uh, mistakes we see. And 
I'm not saying you can't do it. I'm saying take care of your retirement first. Allow that to be your safety net and then continue to plan from there. I find it interesting you said that uh, you guys decided you weren't the right person for her. Uh, does that happen a lot when you're telling people things they just don't want to hear? Um, I wouldn't say a lot, but it's happened. Um, I can probably count on one hand where I've uh, either decided not to work with somebody or had to um, let go of a client just because, again, I, I didn't feel I was a fit that. I don't have a problem with that. We, I'm yeah, just but not I'm always amazed at, at people who come to people for help and then don't listen to the help. <laughs> just, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're right. It's one of the things that some people feel um, passionate about, and I get it. My job is to help you see a way to kind of get there to do that, but also take care of yourself as well. And sometimes, you know, maybe saving for college isn't something you can do right now because your retirement savings aren't where they need to be. And so I'm going to be honest with you. You know, this is not part of a plan that I think would work successfully for you in the long term, especially if the children aren't going to pay the money back that you're giving them, you know, to pay for college, which I've never heard of happening. So how about you, Greg? No, I, I think you're right. And, you know, there there are no scholarships or loans or student aid uh, for retirement. Right. You're, you're kind of on your own. If you don't have the money, yeah. it's not there. So cover the bases, almost like on an airline flight. They tell you during that safety demonstration, when the masks fall, put yours on first and then help your children or someone who needs help. And so one of the things we do when we're looking at college planning with our capabilities that we have is we help folks see that there are two prices for college. There's mm. one for people who are informed and those who aren't informed. Uh, so we inform people about scholarships, grants through some of the capabilities that we have to get really precise at where can your kid get money. And we start that, of course, in the 10th grade, 11th grade, and even in uh, 12th grade. But uh, it just goes back to having financial planning. That's one of the topics that we will cover when we see that you've got children and you're serious about their future. The next pitfall we see is not planning for medical expenses. And I'll let you talk a little bit about this, Greg. Yeah. So we all know uh, a relative, a coworker, maybe a neighbor, even a church member who may have a older relative living with them. And you say, wow, I wonder what happened. Well, that older relative has some health needs and they can't afford to be in a skilled nursing facility or even have skilled nursing come to the house. Uh, I think a good skilled bed in 2023, a bed in a skilled nursing facility is upwards of six, seven thousand dollars. And so where's that money going to come from? So as as a part of planning, we recommend and we we always highlight investments are great, tax strategies great, state planning's great, but let's also look at healthcare planning because most employers aren't going to provide long term care for you, and so that's something that we need to make sure if it if it's a trend in your family, or if we just want to be extra sure that we can afford it, let's put some long term care plans in place. So important. Yeah. And not just the long-term care planning, but um, the prescription planning. You know, yes. my mother is diabetic and uh, my father, when he went on um, Social Security and he stopped working, uh, he lost uh, his insurance and he was able to go on Medicare. But my mother was on his insurance and we had to start paying for her insurance out of pocket, which that wasn't a bigger issue. What was the issue was the prescriptions. Uh, I think at one point uh, for yeah. her insulin, it was like 400 bucks. And that was our part to cover, not the insurance, what they were paying overall, 
But $400, uh, we had to pay towards her insulin. And we ended up finding good coverage enough to be able to bring that price down. But if you think prescription costs are going down, you know, anytime soon, then I I got a sad word for you. It's probably not. It's probably not. And and if you, um, you can't predict the future and things of that nature, but if you have a you know health ailment now and, and it doesn't get better between now and, and as you get older, those prescription costs can can cripple you. And, and so we always talk about the medical expenses and just making sure that we have a plan to cover those when you get into retirement. Because like you said, Greg, you're no longer using your employer's health care anymore. And so uh, if you have, you know, whether it be uh, something through uh, one of the major carriers or, you know, even COBRA. You know, you still have to pay for those prescriptions now out of pocket and you're not covered under a group plan. So there needs to be a plan for that. It's always a line item on our planning. And and then the next thing we see, Bill, is ignoring the impact of inflation. We talked on this show about what's happening as we as we're into 2023 with the price of consumer goods, specifically groceries. Right. So what a carton of eggs cost even a year ago. It's different than what it costs now. So you got to believe if you fast forward to your retirement, whatever that year is, 5, 10, 15, 20 years, the cost of uh, goods are going to be higher. And so one of the things we want people to understand when we work with them to put a financial plan or retirement plan in place is that we're going to adjust that for inflation. So what you need to come home into your budget today, we're going to adjust with inflation using factors that, that have been uh, stated and, and advertised and backed up by economists, we want to make sure that you have enough in the future to meet your basic needs. So if you don't think that inflation is real, um, <laughs> you, you're in for a surprise. We don't want you to ignore that. And we don't yeah. let you when you work with us. I, I don't know how you can't think it's real <laughs> in today's world. But, but also, I know that some people, I've read some stories about people getting upset because the planning wasn't quite enough. But look, nobody plans for the kind of inflation we we've, we've had, right? I mean, when you no, guys no. build a plan, you're no. not you're not planning on seven percent. No. Right? That's just an insane. Well, but to be fair, we've gotten away the last few years with inflation. I almost want to say going back five, six, seven years, we really haven't felt it. And then all of a sudden, last couple of years, boom, here it is. And so that's that's another reason that the modeling that we do in our financial plans are important because sometimes we adjust it upwards and it doesn't happen. Yeah. And so our next point, and this is a point that me and Greg, you know, we we try to push, uh, especially now with AI being a big trend, is is trying to do it yourself. And I understand that you can Google everything and, and you know, do things on your own. And right. AI, I, I'm finding to be a remarkable tool and you can ask it to do some things and it is really good. But there is just something about talking to somebody about a professional about your financial and retirement plan. There are some things that um, AI can't get to because it's only going to give you the facts and kind of lay out answers based on your question. One of the things that we do, we love to do is, is almost a deep dive into the person, you know, that we're sitting, we're talking to. And, and first couple of meetings sometimes may be painful because we're asking a lot of questions and not yeah. just asking questions about your um, financials and your retirement planning. But we're trying to get to know the person because, you know, the better we get to know a person, the better we can design a plan that fits their expectations. And that's the bigger thing. It, it's Part of planning, the bigger part of planning is managing expectations. 
What do you want to happen with your future and your money? And those are the things that we try to pull out of uh, the people we sit down with the most. And one of the biggest pitfalls we see are a lot of people trying to do it themselves. And listen, I'm going to tell you guys right now, and don't ask my wife because she'll probably have a longer list. <laughs> I, I, I'm not that handy around the house. Like, look, you give me something from Walmart or Ikea or whatever. I can put that thing together. No problem. Anything past that. I'm I'm, I'm going to put a hole in the wall. Just going to be honest with you. So I'm, I'm, I'm calling somebody to, to do that type of work. Plumbing. Don't ask me about plumbing. I'm not going into the bathroom. Let me get a professional in there to help. Same thing with my car. Um, I, I, I could put oil in my car if I wanted to. Um, and I do from time to time. But anything beyond that, <laughs> I'm calling in a professional. We yeah. do it in every aspect of our lives. Why, when it comes right. to our financial planning, do we not look to bring in a professional? And the funny thing about what we do, and, and I'm pretty sure there are several people out there that practice the same way me and Greg do, we'll talk to you f- for the first time for free. It won't yeah. cost you anything to come in and talk to us. I- I'll hear your, you know, what you have going on for free and then decide you know, if we're able to work together or, or we can help in that thing uh, or whatnot. But a lot of times people want to do this thing themselves and they end up digging a hole bigger than the one they were currently in. And it just makes matters worse. Reach out to somebody and talk to them. And Google is good. AI is great. But there's something about talking to somebody who can extract information from you that you didn't even know you had. And that's one of the best things about sitting down talking to a professional. Yeah, absolutely. And and just like any industry, our industry is evolving. There are new uh, products and strategies that come out all the time. And if you're not in in the field, you'll miss those. I I had a guy who had a brilliant spreadsheet. He was an executive <laughs> at a, a Fortune 50 company <laughs> here in the Atlanta area, did really well. And he was retiring, had a lot of, uh, I won't say his net worth, but he had well over a million in net worth. And his spreadsheet was outstanding. I mean, he had everything tracked, expenses, his savings, his stock options, uh, his 401k. I mean, had tabs and they, they were linked and it was beautiful. But I met him at a workshop he came to on taxes and retirement and his eyes would just open up to uh, some of the strategies that we work with and ways to help high net worth individuals. Uh, But there are some do-it-yourself people out there. And with the technology and and smart folks, I think some people feel like they can do it on their own. But if I've got an ailment, I'm not going to Google and then run into the drugstore to try to solve it. I'm going to set an appointment with my primary care provider. And I think folks ought to look at their money and their future the same way. You know what happens when you um, go to WebMD and you put in your symptoms, you know, you have a jammed finger and you type that in WebMD and comes back, you're going to die, you know? So (laughs) be real careful about trying to do it yourself. Well, that's the same problem they're finding with AI, right? I mean, people think AI is, is, this genius AI isn't thinking for itself. No, nope. y- yet. Um, <laughs> right. yeah. ooh, ooh. Um, but it's just scrubbing the web at hyperspeed, right, and bringing back information that's out there. And so, you, first yeah. of all, you got to hope it's right because a lot of times I've been reading where like ChatGPT is grabbing some wrong information mm. and 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 making it sound legit. So, and I'm also one of those old fashioned. This is my 
get off my yard guy moment of the podcast. <laughs> um, you know, I, I'm one of those old fashioned guys too, that just believes in talking. Mm. If you and I text and I'm on my fifth text, I'm calling. Yeah, you. Yeah, it's a conversation yeah, at yeah, that yeah. point, you know, but what's really scary and sad is you read story after story about Gen Z and the younger millennials that literally cannot carry on a verbal conversation. And that's, uh, you know, for, for the generations that are younger and going to be moving into this stuff, for them, unfortunately, I think some of the AI and the technology is uh, a better avenue for them. But I, I agree with you guys. If you're looking for expert help, go to the experts. Yeah, right? absolutely. I'm, I'm like I'm like you, Danny. I know two things about my car. I know where the gas is <laughs> and where my mechanic works. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah. Anything else is above my pay grade. Yeah. And I don't care. Exactly. I, I don't care. You know, and I think a lot of people... Um, you know, with all the technology that's coming out today makes us feel a lot smarter than we actually are. And we're not, <laughs> you know, I, I know what I know, you know, and I, I love it when people talk about being a genius at something. And I'm like, everybody's a genius at something, you know, you, yeah. you know, you, you do carpentry, you know, you're a carpenter, you're that's genius work, you know, wood working with wood and things of that nature, mechanics, same thing. You're a genius. You know, this is what we do every day. And, and I'm, I won't go as far as saying I'm a genius. I know Greg is. I, I lean on that a lot, <laughs> you know. And, and so we, we'd well, love to talk to you and help you if you just have some questions. Yeah. In, yeah. in the in the great words of the uh, philosopher, Dirty Harry, right? A man's <laughs> got to know his limitations. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. And, you, and, and so, just to put a, a pin in that one. You also have to be careful who you're getting your advice from, because just mm. besides the technology and AI, I think people are getting a lot of um, water cooler advice or talking over the fence to their neighbor or they got a relative. Who says, oh, I've done this with my money. You got to kind of be careful with that as well. Those people don't have a fiduciary duty um, and, and they don't always have your best interest at mind just because they're sharing something at work with them. So be careful where you get your advice. Because there's no such thing as cookie cutter financial advice. Everybody right. is different. Everybody's a snowflake. As I told uh, a guy I was talking to yesterday, I said, look, um, everybody's a snowflake in this industry when they come into my office. No one person's the same. You may kind of look a little similar, but everybody has different uh, factors that make up different um, reasons for them to do some of the things they do. So you want to make sure that all of your financial planning is completely tailored to you. And not like uh, Greg said, you know, just basic water cooler talk. So I think that is our list, our, our list of uh, the most common retirement mistakes that we seem to run into with people who come into our office to meet with us with retirement planning. So that, that brings us to eight. I'll tell you what, I love the list. I learned a lot from it. And uh, if you'd like a copy of that list, please go to icebluemoney.com and uh, you can go ahead and print your own list. If this is something that sounded good to you and something that you want to kind of keep tucked away and follow as some general rules as you get into retirement. Again, it's icebluemoney.com. Gentlemen, always a pleasure. Before we get out of here, though, before we leave, do you remember, what was it, I don't know, last month sometime we uh, talked about that Subway contest where Subway was going to give you free food for life if you legally changed your name to Subway? Yeah. yeah I know you thought hard and long yeah. about it. Well, I, I was with it. Um, the wife, not so much. Uh, so I got voted... <laughs> I got, mom, you know, right? vetoed. Yeah, yeah. No, my mom, you know, I told her free food for life. She loved Subway sandwiches. She was she was with it. Uh, my, my wife, not so much. You know, there was only one winner, right? But do you know about 10,000 people changed their name to Subway? Oh, my God. 
honest to goodness, we know of 10,000 people walking around out there named Subway. Somebody won it, but there's 9,999 other people that didn't get free Subway. But did you, I mean, Danny, did you even get close? Did you try to change it at all or you just got vetoed? No, I, I told my wife and, and she made some threats that I can't say. Uh, here right now. And, um, <laughs> so I said it'd be in my best interest to go ahead and, and you know, I got to choose my battles, Bill. You know, I can't, that's not yeah, one I'm well, going to die on. But yeah. that just shows you how much people are hurting nowadays yeah. where, you know, yeah. you're going to change your name to Subway for, if I were in college, man, I'm not going to lie to you. I really think I would have done it. Yeah. Or I know I would have signed up for it. Honest to God. In college, I you wish. had those first couple of years. Woo. Man, I wish I point. had known you back then in college because I could influence some of your decisions, like your choice of fraternity, choice of <laughs> things you did for money. But teams oh you well. picked to root for, right? Okay, for, first off, we're, we're not we're not going to get into this fraternity beat. And second, are you guys really laughing about the team I root for? One of you guys likes the Washington. We don't know what our our team name is, and the other one is a Raiders fan. That's right. I am like there is levels and you guys are like in the basement. I'm in the penthouse. We we are must see TV. I think that's time to wrap, Bill. They're waving at us. Oh. Our time's up, man. We got to go. <laughs> it's terrible. It's terrible. We shall see. Uh, as always, thank you all for listening. Absolutely. Uh, remember on the way out to go ahead and hit that uh, subscribe, like button, whatever it is. So you make sure you don't miss an episode when you're, when you're in on the subscriptions. Until next time, fellas, take care. And remember, the future depends on what you do today. Keep believing in what you guys are building and you're going to do great. Till next time. You've been listening to Greg Carter and Danny Bullock and the Ice Blue Money Podcast, helping individuals create retirement strategies using a variety of investment and insurance products to custom suit their needs and objectives. Investing involves risk, including the potential loss of principal. No investment strategy can guarantee a profit or protect against loss in periods of declining values. Any comments regarding safety and guaranteed income streams refer only to fixed insurance products. They do not refer in any way to securities or investment advice products. Insurance and annuity product guarantees are subject to the claims paying ability of the issuing company. No legal advice options or recommendations are being made in respect to this proposal. You should consult your tax professional or attorney concerning such advice and opinions.